Welcome to Creative Superwomen's podcast. We have created the podcast to be a voice to inspire women to achieve their dreams. Here at Creative Superwomen, we have a huge passion for driving women to be successful. We want women to feel empowered and make their dreams come true. The podcast will discuss a range of topics with women within startups, business, providing career advice, as well as health, fitness, and nutritional experts, and much, much more. So welcome back to Creative Superwoman's podcast. On today's podcast, we have Monica Sharma. She's a doctor training to be a GP with a level three in personal training. Monica has a passion for fitness and is a great advocate for a healthy lifestyle. Welcome, Monica. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a lovely introduction. Oh, it's so nice to have you on our podcast and you align so well to our mission and our pillars. So it's such a privilege to have you on. That's so sweet of you. Thank you for having me. So I just wanted to learn a little bit about how your journey into becoming a doctor came about. Right. Where do I begin? So um, obviously I kind of went through to into medicine through the traditional route of kind of going through school and doing um, everything like that. But actually I was um, discouraged by my sister not to do medicine purely because she was going through it at the same time. And she was saying it's quite stressful. Um, so maybe don't do it, but me being me and as stubborn as I am, I went against it and continued to pursue it. And here I am now six, seven years of kind of, um, university and then now I'm four years after graduating um and yeah here I am becoming training to become a GP great thanks for that insights and so what does it actually mean to you to become a doctor because you were saying that your sister encouraged you kind of not to go into medicine uh, but then it kind of was like you wanted to go into medicine so what kind of attracted you towards that career I think Initially, when obviously you, you apply for medicine, the, the sole reason and for me was that I wanted to be able to help people on some sort of level, whether that be, um, you know, communicating with them and giving them, you know, medication, um, as well as kind of tying in my interests. But then I think as you go through medical school and as you actually start working, you see um, how that changes and how actually your passions within that field grow. Um, so yeah, I think honestly, I just wanted to help people. That was initially why I went in was just to help people on some level. Mm -hmm. And that's the correct reason, I guess, to go in because there is so many probably sacrifices you guys have to do as doctors, long hours and shift work and having the, your reason as a why of why you chose that career is so important, especially when your mission was to help people and serve them. And, you know, with our current situation with COVID and being on the front line, how has that felt being um, a doctor working during a pandemic? It's something that I never thought I would have to do. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people um, can relate to that. And I think, you know, we, who thought that, you know, a pandemic was even on the horizon? Um, and I, I must admit at the beginning when COVID was starting, I, you know, in other countries, I kind of was a bit blase about it. And I thought, oh yeah, you know, it's, not, it's never gonna be bad in the UK. Um, and here we are, a, you know, 
basically a year and a half later, still tackling it. Um, and it's, it's been tough. And, you know, I'm sure everyone's seen on the news and everything, but it's been something that will probably stay with me, um, you know, for the rest of my life in, in good ways and bad ways. You know, the relationships that you build with the colleagues that go through it with you is something really special. Um, but obviously, there's been some traumatizing things that we've seen that I don't think will ever necessarily go away. Um, but yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough, you know, working through it. It's been tough on relationships. Um, it's it's been a very weird and odd time, and um, I'm hoping that there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, it seems that way at the moment, but you know, sometimes we lose um, kind of that perspective in relation to the people that are on the front line. So that's like doctors, GPs, you know, police officers. And just hearing it from yourselves, how difficult it is, is very different because it's a different type of facing it face on face versus the people we have to stay at home and stay away from the virus or even those people who go through it. So I appreciate you being so honest about that and you know also you know dealing with that and having to go to work and helping those patients it's a really big commitment that you've done and it's really applaudable um but I'm you know like you were saying it says it comes with its challenges so during this how how are you kind of taking care of yourself and just kind of getting through this whole year and a half I guess I Firstly, thank you. That was really sweet of you. Um, I honestly, I, it's now a blur. Um, but I think what I prioritised during that time was to make sure that I still did the things or uh, tried to do the things that I enjoyed outside of work, um, which, you know, obviously it, it's very obvious that I love fitness. Um, and I actually took up a new hobby, which was running. And I, I made sure that I somehow, obviously the gym's closing, et cetera, I couldn't train, you know, the way I, I used to. Um, but I, I used running as my therapy um, and I became a runner, which I never thought I would ever say in my life um, and ended up running, you know, a half marathon just on a weekend. Um, but I think, you know, when you go through something like that, it's really important to make sure that the things that you do outside of work, you enjoy. And so I was lucky, you know, that I've got family, I live with family and I have family close by, I've got a lovely support system. Um, so just little things like that, making sure that you, you make the time for them is something that makes a really big difference. Mm -hmm. And thanks for highlighting that actually, because as well as looking at after your kind of patients, you're looking after yourself and that's when you can really give your all to those patients when you look after yourself and, and you did something different out of the norm and did a whole half a marathon. You probably wouldn't have thought about that, I guess, prior to a pandemic. So it's like a really good achievement, I guess, on the other side of it as well. Being a doctor is a great career and, you know, um, in households if you tell anyone you're a doctor it's quite a, a lovely job to be doing but it also comes with its hurdles I'm guessing like any other career does oh 100% so my my journey into medicine is you know wasn't the easiest I ended up taking a gap year I didn't get in first time round so that's you know one 
area where I thought to myself, actually, is this what I want to do? And if this is what I want to do, then I reapplied, which is what I did. That was number one. Um, also, I went to uni quite far away from home and I was thinking about whether that was the best option for me. And then going through medical school, you know, I didn't pass every single exam. Um, that's, you know, something that builds your resilience. And then when you actually work, it's not what you thought it was beforehand. So, you know, when you're studying, you think, oh yeah, I'm gonna save all these lives and do all of this and I'm gonna change the world and it's gonna be great. And then when you actually do the job, it's pretty different. And, you know, I'll be completely candid. There have been times where I've wanted to leave and quit medicine. And, you know, most days than others is, I do think about it just because there is a lot um, that you have to deal with and you have to be pretty resilient um, in some cases. Um, so there, I would be lying if I say that it hasn't crossed my mind where I thought, am I in the right job? Is this really what I want to do? Um, yeah, so, you know, over time I've built resilience, but it is a question that pops into my mind. Mm -hmm. And if it was like, a student who's you know doing UCAS or is um, looking to go into medicine what would your advice be that you possibly weren't told and you know going back to you know your late teens or when you were deciding to do medicine is there anything you would like to let the audience know that is considering medicine that you weren't told or you weren't aware of or you wish you knew oh what a good question uh yeah what I would tell my younger self is probably um, what you think you're going to do is probably not what your actual job is. Um, and, you know, thinking about the sacrifices that you have to make, you know, missing birthday parties, missing weddings, missing Hindus, you know, working weekends, working, you know, some gruesome and grueling hours. Um, but ultimately, um, kind of preparing yourself for that rather than thinking you're gonna you know cure everyone because you might not and actually um the best kind of management for a patient may not be throwing every single medicine at them um so I think there are a couple of things but it would be more about kind of time management and some of the sacrifice that you have to make and some of the things that you may see during your job which can be a bit traumatic um so th I think that's probably what I would prepare myself for my younger self for mm -hmm. thank you Monica um so like kind of back to our kind of introduction um so if we were to switch it kind of from your day job into your passion of fitness um and you know how that links into your day job and where your passion for fitness actually came about and that helped you get your level three personal training qualification too yeah so I love fitness that's no surprise and I think you know people just assume that I've like been into fitness for since forever but actually like I only got into it um in the middle of university um and I had a I was doing a BSc in London and there was a gym kind of right opposite and I thought oh you know and I'd never stepped foot into a gym before and I thought oh let me go and see you know if I could 
get introduced into the gym and they have an induction and see what it's like. And I actually really enjoyed it, but you know, I wasn't really utilizing it to its full potential. Um, and then as I started, you know, going to classes and getting the endorphin rush, I thought actually I'd like to educate myself further um, and know what exactly I'm doing and how I can build strength. And so that's when I decided to do the personal training course um, during my first year after graduating. So whilst I was doing my medical job, first medical job, I um, was doing a PT course at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, just rebalancing um, and using your career and balancing that with your like self-care, I guess, and looking after yourself. So, you know, how do you feel like fitness changed your life? And, you know, what do you feel like fitness means to you? Oh, how has, oh, it's massively changed my life. I love it. I make time for it. I will wake up early in the morning and have that as part of my routine because I feel like it sets me up um, for the day. Um, I really enjoy moving my body and I really like encouraging other people to do the same. Um, and I look at it completely differently because, you know, if you tie fitness with my job um, you can see that you know a lot of conditions can be prevented with lifestyle modifications and I try to incorporate kind of preventative practice into my medical job as much as possible um, and I also try to motivate my colleagues around me to get them to move at the same time um, but yeah it's it's completely changed you know if you ask, if you looked at me 10 years ago versus now, I think it, I'm a completely different person. Um, and I just feel happier. I feel healthier. Um, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I think you make a good point there in terms of you have to change the way you look at fitness in terms of it all comes from your mindset and your brain and the way you think about fitness. Because if you think of it as a chore, you don't end up doing it. But if you love it and you want to do it, it just changes your attitude towards fitness and you're more likely to do it completely and I think it comes back to remembering what your personal why is why do you want to do it and you know what I do might not be necessarily what somebody else does because they may not enjoy it as much but each person can find something that they enjoy and incorporate that into their kind of daily routine mm -hmm. whether it's going for a walk you know whatever it is that you want to move your body um it's remembering why you do it and finding something that you enjoy and once you find those then I think you know it's perfect yeah and, and like back to your point about education and learning um for example um I would sit in the South Asian category and in relation to diversity in fitness I think we've come a long way with like YouTube and education and Instagram um but in terms of diversity and fitness we still I feel like we've got a way to go um so just wanted to get your kind of viewpoint on what that would look like for you in terms of what is diversity and fitness and your kind of um insights on that at the moment because I feel like it still has to be there in terms of nutritionist um whether you're eating a chapati or roti um you know amending an Asian lifestyle towards nutrition and fitness um and educating um you know those folks as well yeah, so I, I am a complete champion for diversity in fitness. And I think you, you don't realize it until um, 
you kind of well I didn't realize it actually until I attended classes and I looked around and I was like there's not many people that look like me in these classes and, and then you start thinking why is that and when you think about kind of previous generations yes they kind of did quite a lot of manual labor and um uh if you look at it now, you know, our, our job is less labor intensive. You know, most of our jobs are either sitting at a desk or not moving as much, but our diet has predominantly stayed the same. Um, and, you know, South Asian food is quite oil heavy or, fr you know, we fry quite a lot. Um, so I think we have come away, you know, we've come, we've made steps for diversity and fitness, but there is still quite a long way to go. And you're right in saying that it's not just about kind of movement, but we need to educate us, ourselves nutritionally as well and see how we can optimize both. And I'm not saying, you know, you can't eat chapatis or rotis or whatever, but it's just about finding that balance and maybe creating healthier versions and knowing what you're putting in your body and balancing that out with the movement. But yeah, diversity and fitness is something that I'm really positive in and keen about kind of raising awareness and that we need to all play a part um, and educate previous generations so that we can, you know, um, live a healthier lifestyle. I totally agree. And like, you know, with a kind of busy lifestyle that you, you're running in terms of, you know, you can have shift work, um, you can work days and nights. Um, what kind of motivates you to come out and work out so we can take a kind of leap out of your book so when we're not motivated we kind of know what kind of pointers we can look at to kind of self-motivate ourselves I think you know I have never done a workout or run or some 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 form of movement of my body and regretted it after I've done it and I hold on to that feeling and you know there are times where I wake up and I am not motivated don't get me wrong like I wake up and I think oh, I'm just going to press the snooze button, snooze button you know a little bit longer I'm going to snooze for another five ten minutes and then I think to myself no because actually I won't regret it I will feel great after I've done it um and also I think about my genetic risks like I am probably predisposed to getting type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure or high cholesterol. And I think actually, if I do these practices and incorporate it and make it a routine, then I'm actually reducing the risk of that. Um, so I think those are the motivating factors. And also, I love it. I, like, I just love it. I remember my why, I think, why am I doing this? I'm gonna feel great after, and I absolutely love it. And it's about, you know, reprogramming your brain again, there again. <laughs> that mindset of creating a habit and mm -hmm. once you've created the habit it becomes easier trust me yeah sure so like in terms of I guess leading on to that what would be your biggest um kind of fitness tip that you would give I think in this day and age I think it's very easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing um and I think I always come back to it's all about you versus you it's not about you comparing yourself to anybody else so if you want to do something I would challenge yourself in what you're already doing so if you're not moving your body just go for a walk for about 10 minutes or you know move your body for 10 minutes and slowly slowly increase that but make sure 
it becomes a habit and you include it into your routine. So the, the things I would say is number one, find something that you really enjoy. Number two, make sure that it's challenging for you. It's not about what anybody else is doing and create your why. That would be my number three. And then just challenge yourself day by day and see where you can go. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, even if you make a five minute step up in one day and 10 minute another, those are all like another, for example, an hour step more forward a week than doing nothing. And that's going to contribute towards something. And we should learn to appreciate the small wins. I shouldn't even say small because even that is, you know, making it, it's belittling it, but we should appreciate each win. And I don't think we do. I think we focus on you know, the bigger picture, but actually, you know, the fact that you got up earlier that morning, you put on your running shoes or you put on your walking shoes and you went out, that's a win, tick. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit like the iceberg as you're speaking. I'm just thinking that it's just like, you know, no one understands what, Everyone looks good from the outside, but they don't understand the effort people go to in terms of, you know, either weighing their food or having a, a, a strictly controlled calorie intake or exercising and, you know, the maintenance required. And everyone just thinks that sometimes, you know, people have this really good fitness journey or, you know, nutritional journey or they look very well all the time. But there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, too. 100 percent. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And like in terms of your social media support and your journey of being a doctor and, you know, the fitness tips that you give, how do you feel like that has come along for you? So I am quite a personal, like I, I, I don't really share much publicly. I'm quite, you know, a private person. And I started the Instagram because I wanted to, even if I just encourage one person to move, um, that would be my job done. Um, and there's been times where I've like, oh, you know, I'm just going to give up now. I don't want to do it. But then you get that message where someone says, oh, I saw that you went for a run today and I decided to, you know, try myself or, you know, go for a run and what you're posting is really inspiring or it's motivational. And that's what keeps me going is just knowing that I've you know, helped or motivated one person to do something is the only reason, you know, why I want to carry on with it and why I do it. And that's such a lovely thing, you know, you've got a a continuous trait over here of serving people and helping people and just wanting to grow and teach them. So it's really nice, Monica. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, You're so sweet. (laughs) And for like, in terms of our podcast, you know, you're you're a doctor, you are a personal trainer and, you know, you're really into your fitness and you also love your oats as well as we have discussed this. So in terms of for our podcast launch, um, you were going to create a porridge, which we will share the recipe with the audience on our Instagram. Um, so we just wanted to get a little bit of insights on what motivated you to kind of put this porridge together for the Creative Superwoman podcast as well. Well, I had such a lovely chat with you and you were telling me about this recipe that you had tried. And I was just like, well, you know what? I create porridges for most, you know, every day actually, but I thought we'd create something special just to kind of symbolize this podcast and encourage kind of female empowerment and creative superwomen everywhere. So um, it will be dropping at some point I'm not going to have any spoilers um 
but it'll be something specifically for this just just like a superwoman porridge yeah and anyone who is listening if they do decide to recreate it would be lovely to tag us you know monica um sharama or creative superwoman to see what your porridge came out for and thank you for creating that as well monica really appreciate that anytime and um you know going on to creative superwoman like what does creativity mean to you Oh, creativity, I think, is uh, it's it's very personal. It's an, a way that you can express yourself, essentially, in any way, shape or form that you want to. And I don't think it has any limits. Um, you know, even if you just look at, like, creating, I don't know, content for an Instagram page or whatever, you can do whatever you want to. And I think that is so important to remember is that you can be creative on a day-to-day basis, whether that's being creative in what you eat, creative in how you move your body, creative within your job. Um, it's something that has no boundaries um, and it allows you to kind of explore your possible potential. Yeah. And like the reason why I ask you that is because I'm kind of thinking that create because when I created creative superwoman it was all about creativity lies in everyone but it lies in everyone in different way either being fitness or being a doctor or a nutritionist or you know a content creator it shouldn't just be limited to you know something creative in terms of an art space it could be anything and it's how people have a passion for a particular field and that's what creativity lies in um so yeah that's what I wanted to kind of come to on the creativity part and in terms of like our audience and you know anything we haven't covered is there anything else you wanted to share Monica? Uh, No I think uh, we've covered the majority of it I um, would just encourage the audience to remember to find your why um, and find things that you enjoy and do the things that you enjoy and um yeah the rest will come very easy then after that and where can the audience find you monica so i am on instagram i'm not very tech savvy so i'm actually just i think yeah i'm just on instagram um and my handle is um at train with dr mon thank you so much for your time um your insights into your career of being a doctor Um, and what fitness actually means to you and how you came about like you know your day job of being a doctor and your passion for fitness and explaining your actual why and being so um, you know open about your journey and your pandemic journey as well as hurdles of being a doctor really really appreciate it thank you thank you so much and it was so lovely to talk to you so thank you for having me Thank you for getting to the end of the podcast and for listening today. Please share the podcast with friends and family members and inspire other women. Grow knowledge and always remember to work towards your dreams.